What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California presents... Suspense. Tonight, Roma Wines bring you the story of Ivy by that high priestess of the art of suspense, Mary Bella Clowns, and starring the young actress whose performance you admired in the picture An American Romance, Miss Anne Richards. Suspense is presented for your enjoyment by Roma Wines. That's R-O-M-A, Roma Wines. Those excellent California wines that can add so much pleasantness to the way you live, to your happiness and entertaining guests, to your enjoyment of everyday meals. Yes, right now a glass full would be very pleasant, as Roma Wines bring you a remarkable tale of suspense. And with the story of Ivy and with the performance of Ann Richards as its extraordinary heroine, Roma Wines hope indeed to keep you in... Suspense! The story of Ivy. Ivy Lexton's own story is told to Victoria Matthews, an exclusive feature of the Morning Herald. I wrote it in the first person, Mrs. Lexton. I hope you don't mind. Oh, it doesn't matter, so long as the story is accurate. You can understand my anxiety, Miss Matthews. After all, I owe it to my public. Yes, of course. Perhaps you'd like to read it through and make suggestions before signing the release? Oh, if it's not too much bother. On the contrary, hearing it in your own words would be a decided help to me. Very well, Miss Matthews. I'll read it out then. Are you comfortable? Would you like anything? A cigarette, perhaps? It's unfortunate that I have no maid here with me at present. Thank you. I'm quite comfortable. Please go ahead, Mrs. Lexton. Very well. Chapter One. I was born in Hobbs Court, Soho, and I was christened Ivy Gudge. I hated my name, and I hated the sordid surroundings into which I had been born. And while yet a child, I made up my mind that wealth and position should be mine at whatever cost. As a child, my favorite book was the story of Nell Gwynne, the commoner who became the favorite of a king. And one sentence of Nell's, in the face of all her success, made an indelible impression on me. It was this. In life, I have never sought anything that did not seem to have been placed in my hands by providence itself. At the close of my first season as an actress, our show was bankrupted by an embezzling manager, and I was left stranded in the provinces and stone broke. 
Many great gentlemen had shown me attentions and showered me with presents, but I sought assistance from none of them. And it was Jarvis Lexton, a young man whom I'd scarcely noticed, who came to me in my hour of need. Ivy, I know there are hundreds of men who adore you. Men with titles, wealth, social position, much more than I can offer. But there's not one who loves you more than I do. Will you marry me, Ivy? And I said yes, because it was offered. We were frightfully happy that first year of our marriage, and Jarvis was so generous, humoring all my little whims, spending much more money on me than he could afford. It always gave him a thrill of boyish pleasure to see my portraits in the newspapers and magazines, with captions such as, The beautiful Mrs. Ivy Lexton, wearing Vionette's latest creation, or Mrs. Jarvis Lexton at Ascot, with Lady Hampton and Lord Rushworth. He kept a scrapbook of them, and really seemed quite pleased about everything, until one day... I say, Ivy, don't you think you're being seen and photographed a bit too much with this fellow Rushworth? Oh, but darling, I thought you liked having me hobnob with the peers of the realm. What about this other chap, Roderick Gresham? You know, it does seem a bit thick for me to work my head off 12 hours a day, figuring out ways to finance your clothes and jewels so you can be photographed with other men. It's got to stop in any case, Ivy. We're broke. Oh. You mean our money is all spent up? We're wiped out. The bailiff's attached my office furniture. We can't even pay the rental on this flat. What are we going to do, Jarvis? I'll let you figure that one out. You're so good at spending money, perhaps you can think of a way to make some. So you see, Jarvis really made the suggestion to me himself. I don't know what we'd have done during the next few months if it hadn't been for the generosity of Roger Gresham and Lord Rushworth. Roger was only a young doctor starting out in practice and couldn't help a great deal, of course, though he was even fonder of me than Miles Rushworth, now that I look back on it. It was in July that things took such a distressing turn. I'd been out to dinner with Roger Gresham, and I asked him up to the flat afterwards to say hello to Jarvis and cheer him up. Poor Jarvis hadn't been feeling well lately. Well, Ivy, this is a fine hour to come home to your loving husband. Where have you been? Out, darling. Aren't you going to say hello to Roger? I suppose I should thank him for keeping my wife amused. Oh, I, I say, old fellow. Roger has just been telling me the most fascinating things. He was called as an expert, you know, for the Crown and the Bronson case. I asked him to come up and tell you about it, darling, since you're such a detective fan. Well, that's nice of you, Roger. Do tell me all about the Bronson case. Well, uh, there was nothing so interesting about the murder itself. It was just a simple case of arsenic poisoning. You don't say. As, as a medical man, what interested me uh, about it was what a doctor ought to do in a case where he suspects a patient's being secretly poisoned. What would you do, Roger? Well, I... Uh, it's hard to say. If, if you called in the police and your suspicions turned out to be unfounded, but it would just about finish your career. I, I suppose that's... Why so many poisoners get away with it? <laughs> well, I... I guess I'd better be getting along. Drop in again sometime, Roger. And bring your own arsenic. Jarvis! Well, well cheerio. Ivy, see you later. Really, Jarvis, I've never been so humiliated. You know I don't like him. Why do you persist in bringing him here? Why, darling, I do believe you're jealous. Well, why shouldn't I be? I like it when you're jealous. It's like old times, isn't it? Do you deny that he's in love with you? And that you've encouraged him? Him and I don't know how many others? Oh, now, darling, don't be like that. There's only one other. You admit it. Well, darling, we may as well be realistic. We're still stony broke. You don't seem to have any prospects. 
What are you driving at? Well, Miles got back in town today, and Who's I'm seeing Miles? him tomorrow night. Lord Rushworth, darling. Well, that titled idiot. That titled idiot has been paying the rent on this flat for the past six months, if you want to know the truth. Why, you little... Well, now, darling, can I help it if Miles Rushworth is awfully, awfully fond of me? And if it helps out, what's the difference? Go on. I'm listening. Darling, look. I'm just a burden to you at this stage, aren't I? So you want me to give you a divorce, is that it? Needn't make any difference between us, darling. As soon as I'm Lady Rushworth, I'll settle a nice allowance on you. Are you serious? Of course I'm serious, darling. Well, I don't play your rotten, filthy game. Jarvis! You married me for richer or poorer, and you're going to stick to your bargain. And if you try to divorce me, I'll make such a scandal your precious Lord Rushworth will wish he'd never met you. In fact, I have a notion to do it anyway. Oh, Jarvis, you wouldn't. That would spoil everything. You're frightened, aren't you? Well, I'll give you your choice. Either you give up your boyfriends and keep me, or you'll lose all three of us. Which will it be? Well, well, all right, Jarvis. I'll tell Roger and Miles both. I can't see them again, ever. Why didn't you just ask me to kill myself? I might have obliged if you'd been more honest. Jarvis, you mustn't say such things. You're poison to me. I ought to let you go. I won't. If it's any satisfaction to you, I'd be better off dead than with things the way they are. So you see, Miles, I simply can't go on seeing you. It isn't fair to Jarvis. Is he being fair to you? You don't understand. I'm all he has left now. You're so good. So innocent. Can't you see he's just holding on to you out of spite? Has he done one thing? Has he even tried to get a job so that he could support you? I married him for richer or poorer, until death do us part. Then I pray death be merciful to us both, Ivy. Oh, you mustn't say such things. It's wicked. I'm sorry, my dear. Ivy, I wanted to give you this little remembrance. I had hoped to give it to you under happier circumstances, but please accept it now as a farewell present. Oh, Lord Rushworth, you shouldn't have. It's only a little thing, the little handbag you admired so oh. much. We saw it in Cartier's window. Oh, Remember? the one with the emerald clasp. Oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, it must have cost a fortune. Look in the mirror. The emerald matches your eyes. You will accept it, won't you? Oh, Miles, I'll carry it with me always. Darling, come in, come in. Oh, I was just in the neighborhood, Roger, and I thought that yeah, I... Yeah, yeah, let me take your things. I see. Oh, what a smart handbag. Mm, real emerald, isn't it? Yes, Miles gave it to me. Isn't it lovely? You know what it means, accepting a present like that from him? Oh, don't be silly, Roger. It was a farewell present. Farewell? Darling, do you really mean that? Roger, Roger, please, please... What if your housekeeper walked in? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, uh, come along, darling. Come in here. I, I, I was just putting up a prescription. What a queer sort of room. I never knew a doctor's surgery looked like this. Weren't you ever in here before? No. What's in that bottle? Huh? Oh. oh, arsenic. I thought it was a poison. Well, it is. It's also a fine tonic, taken in the right amounts. 
How much would it take to uh, kill someone? Oh, about the same amount as the amount of sugar it would take to sweeten your coffee. Oh, doesn't it give you an eerie feeling? What? That little glass jar. There's death in it. Prison, waiting to escape. Oh. Aren't you being rather morbid? <laughs> <laughs> Will you have one or two spoonfuls of death in your coffee, darling? <laughs> <laughs> I say, you are a little bourgeois, darling. <laughs> oh, it's my patient now. Wait here now. Shan't be a moment. As soon as he'd left the room, I picked up the glass jar on the end of the table, unscrewed the top of it, almost without being aware of what I was doing. How strange and exciting to know that death was in that jar. In those little white crystals. Then, as if some power outside myself had suddenly taken possession of me, I pressed the catch of that lovely jeweled handbag and commenced spooning out the white crystals. One, two, three. Oh. Sorry to be so long, darling. Oh. I had to listen to a recital of the Colonel's symptoms. Oh, oh, oh that's all right. I, I was just fixing my makeup. I, I can't seem to find my lipstick. My soul, girl, you're looking rather pale. Perhaps I'd better prescribe a tonic for you. Oh, no. I'm just a little tired, that's all. Hello. What is it, Roger? Oh, nothing. I, I could have sworn I put the cap back on the spot. Oh, well. On the bus, all the way back to Kensington, I kept wondering why I had done that funny thing. It seemed as if everyone was staring at me and at the little handbag with the emerald, emerald clasp. In a momentary surge of panic, I wondered if they'd guessed my secret. The little white crystals of death I had carried away with me. For what? For whom? Then of a sudden it came to me. Providence had placed in my hands the means of helping my poor, unhappy husband. <laughs> For suspense, Roma Wines are bringing you as star Miss Anne Richards, whom you have heard in the first act of The Story of Ivy by Mrs. Belloc Lowndes, which is Roma Wines' presentation tonight of Suspense. Between the acts of suspense, this is Truman Bradley for Roma Wines. Gracious hostess, Elsa Maxwell makes this timely suggestion. During the warm weather, I'd suggest you try America's smartest, coolest drink, refreshing Roma wine and soda. So simple and yet so charming. When the temperature soars, enjoy iced, thirst-quenching Roma wine and soda. Simply half-fill tall glasses with good Roma California Burgundy or Roma California Sauternes. Add ice cubes and sparkling water. A little sugar, if you wish. And for a decorative touch, garnish with cherries and slices of fruit. The secret of the flavorful goodness of Roma wine and soda is the distinguished Roma wine, unvaryingly good, always high in quality of bouquet, brilliance, and taste. The result of selected grapes, slowly brought to perfection in California's choicest vineyards, carefully, unhurriedly, guided to flavorfulness, by the ancient skill of Roma's famed wineries. Yet all this goodness is yours for only pennies a glass. Remember, because of uniformly fine quality at reasonable cost, 
more Americans enjoy Roma than any. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.